How do companies create a culture and core values that employees actually live out? The team at The Receptionist, a bootstrapped Denver-based software company, sets out to answer that very question. Welcome to The Fabric Podcast. Here's your host, Michael Ashford. Hello and welcome to episode 102 of The Fabric Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Ashford. This week, our director of sales, Tom Foster, joins me in studio where he and I go back and forth about return to the office and the ways that a visitor management system not only can help you in terms of putting everyone's mind at ease and tracking visitors to make sure that we're still keeping everyone safe and healthy, but how it also is a very respectful thing to do based on where people are at in their comfort level of going back into the office, both your visitors and your employees. It's a really important conversation that Tom and I wanted to have to put that out there as so many of you are thinking about at least returning to the office. Important, timely conversation here with Tom. So hope you enjoy it. Let's get into our conversation. Tom, this is a first for us. We've never been in studio together here on the the Fabric Podcast, but this is what I think a lot of people are experiencing these days. Return to the office, man. Absolutely. This is like, I'm so excited if you can't tell. Just actually (laughs) be in the same office and in the studio and using it, but particularly this subject, because I'm hearing it a lot on the sales side. For the uh, for the folks who are listening and not watching, this is the first time we've got two people in our studio here at uh, at the Receptionist World Headquarters in Denver, Colorado. I've got Tom Foster, our Director of Sales, with me. I'm Michael Ashford. Today, we're actually going to be talking about return to the office, as we just alluded to in our little friendly banter there at the beginning <laughs> of, the, of the show. Uh, we're going to go a little bit more receptionist for iPad, product specific this time, because we can help people who are returning to the office. Mm -hmm. I think you would agree with that. Yeah, 100% we can. Depends on really what they want to do. Like right now, we're in the influx of hybrid. Some people never want to come back. And I've had a couple conversations over the last few days of people that want to repurpose the individual up front. Yeah. So what do I do in that case? And realizing that maybe some of those positions that they previously had, maybe that person has more, they could do something else that's yeah. a little more enjoyable for them instead of sitting <laughs> in an empty lobby. <laughs> well, and, and let's, let's just get right into it. On that point, you know, the person in the front, uh, at the front of the house, at mm-hmm. the front desk, we certainly saw that a lot pre-pandemic, and we'll be talking a lot about pre-COVID in this episode, but Uh, One of the things we started to hear as vaccines rolled out, as people were beginning to return to the office and in conjunction with the great resignation, people are having a hard time filling those roles. Like people left those roles. And they don't want to come back. Right. And and, and I see this a lot. And even pre-pandemic, people were like, what do I do? You know, do I really need somebody to like say hi Um, Or, you know, who am I here to see? Pick up a telephone and call and say, hey, I'm here to see Michael. You know, these are jobs that we can do with our system and allow the human to do things like, hey, Michael, you got a little bit of salad in your teeth or, you know, you got some tea. I did earlier. (laughs) (laughs) Or you got some teepee on your on your uh, foot. These are those kind of things that as we come back to the office, I think all of you that are listening or watching, you got to think about what kind of impression do you want to make? You have the grand opportunity to right now. We're all coming back in. We're all looking at how can we make our offices more efficient and what are things that we can do to really state, I listen to my employees. I understand that they want to do something more. And it's 
2022 right now. Do you really want a paper? What's a paper logbook say when you walk into a company and they're like, oh, yeah, you mean I have to write? So that's the impression part that I like to get into. So a question comes up in my mind, Mm -hmm. Tom, for you is does that does that resonate with people? Are, Are people walking into the office and saying, I want to find a way that my front desk staff who we really don't know what role they're going to have. Plus, we have we have people coming in who may still be very nervous about Correct. walking into a physical office building. Is that message landing? Is that uh, do people agree? It depends on who you're talking to. <laughs> Let's just be honest with you. Some people come at it from a place of fear and they're like, oh, this is going to take my position as opposed to realizing what it can actually um basically enhance their position. Yeah. And it's not just starting with when they walk in the door. Let's be real. As people are wanting to find out how do you feel, what's your mood, what's your temperature, (laughs) what's going on with you prior to you coming on site. So these are things that when it comes to making an impression, not only with your visitors, but with your employees, I think that we're, we're starting to see people track the process prior to people coming into the office. So I literally just got an email today from a customer who was like, I need to know if you guys can help me screen my employees because we're still talking about screening, not as much, but we're still talking about screening, health screening before my employees come into the office. Can you all help? Tom, can we help? Yes, can we help? (laughs) Yes, we can. You can. Um, More importantly, what it's doing is it's allowing you to keep in contact with those remote employees as well. I think it's very cool. Um, It's something that people hadn't thought of. And obviously, the great resignation has happened with a lot of people not wanting to go back into the office. And to be able to pre-screen, if you will, an employee or a visitor. And that's where we're seeing a lot of this is, you know, I worked with a company the other day that wanted to make sure that those vaccine records were on file. So that they had proof that those people had those. So yes, we can help. We have a neat, neat feature that our development team uh, created, and it's called contactless check-in, which allows you to remotely do a pre-check-in prior to you coming on site, and then show you a quick QR code to the iPad when you get on site to timestamp when you actually came on. Um, or you can actually set it so that it will instantaneously check you in. And, and a lot of companies are using this part for those employees who aren't coming to the office today. They just want to do a quick check-in. Hey, are you coming into the office today or not? Yes or no? It's a simple question. And then they sort that in that visitor log by that question. So that was what I was going to ask next is how often are you hearing, look, we have people that are never going to come into the office. Yep. Can can a visitor management system like the receptionist for iPad engage those people? Because really, I mean, what we're talking about here today, Tom, is, is you know, the benefits of using a visitor management system yep. in a post-COVID workplace. And we're, I, I, I'm not going to say we're post-COVID. <laughs> <laughs> some people in some people's minds, uh, maybe we're post-COVID. But it's funny to me that we're even having this discussion because we were in business pre-pandemic, pre-COVID. But what about things obviously have changed? Yes. No doubt about that. Yes. <laughs> what about those employees who just simply will not come into the office? How does a visitor management system fit in and keep them engaged, connected, what, however you want to put it? It's a, great, it's a great question. So it depends on what department that they're in. 
Let's let's talk about the different departments. From an HR perspective, you know, if you're running your HR department, you really need visibility into who are those human beings that are in my office and who are the human beings that are not coming into my office. They choose on a repetitive pattern to not come into the office. It goes beyond just the engagement of the employee. It goes to the logistics of how many desks do I need? Mm. Do I still need a 12,000 square foot office or can I get by with a 7,000 square foot office? So there's a whole lot of points that you can extrapolate, love that word, (laughs) I've been waiting to use that all morning, no, I'm joking, but that you can take from the visitor management system so that you can really start to just manage not just visitors, but your actual whole entire office. And what are the needs of the office and the employees? Engagement standpoint, I heard some funny things over COVID. <laughs> Let's just say uh, one company did a Tuesday with your animal. So, you know, they take a picture with their pet um, just to say, I'm here, I'm alive. And uh, check in that and, way? And check in that okay. way, yeah. Um, a woman was with a turtle. <laughs> so there's a lot of different, like, engagement things. Like, how do you feel? You can run surveys because it's completely customizable. You can say, hey, everybody, I'm sending out a, a you know, the HR department or whomever can say, I'm sending out a survey. I need to know the answer to this question. How many of you will be here next Thursday? We're thinking of having a catered lunch. How many do I need to buy? It's a way that you can have all of those records too mm-hmm. in our system. It's easily accessible as opposed to searching, we all know, through 10,000 emails that you send out. Yeah. <laughs> and the people who don't answer it from the email. And well, and what's interesting is, you know, the system was never, I guess, imagined. True obviously to be you know none of us imagined COVID. No. But um, <laughs> you know, it's just interesting how people take what they've been given and and run with it like that. I would have never have thought of using a a visitor management system to send out a survey, but something else that you brought up, you know, people being in the office, uh, people uh, may or may not, you know, their schedules and as far as when they're in the office, when they're not in the office. Mm -hmm. One thing that I I just was thinking about as you were saying that was two-way communication. Yep. You know, if I decide I'm not going into the office today, but... Joe or Jane from this company that I forgot I had a meeting with shows up and checks in. I've got two-way communication to let them know. Uh, forgot to tell you guys. <laughs> this has been around for a long time. I actually brought this up. I had a demo this morning with a company that's yeah. in a similar situation. They said, we have about 125 people, or sorry, 155 people in our office, but there are 24 here today. And I'm like, is that pretty normal? He's like, pretty normal um and and i showed that two-way communication feature and he's like mm-hmm. oh this is great if i'm down the street at, at, we use the example of starbucks yes. or if i forgot a big meeting or if the person actually went to the wrong office <laughs> because <laughs> in the notification that comes across it tells what location that they're at so these are the kind of of features that are you don't really think of when you think visitor management you yeah. think i'm going to check in some people it's a paper logbook but it does so much more, and it really depends on what that you want to design for your own company. Two other things that uh, you know I think are important as we as we talk about what it looks like to return to work. What are you and your team on the sales team hearing in terms of what people want to screen for now? Mm-hmm. And then also, I want to talk about are people using things like pre-registration to manage the amount of people in their building? Mm-hmm. So let's let's talk about screening first early on it was temperatures oh yeah you, we gotta have temperatures I, I think on many of our live demos you had a, a temperature screening somewhere. device <laughs> it's somewhere in this studio here yeah, that that tells you how how much temperature taking yeah. uh, stuck around but 
I think you hit your head with it once. I did hit my uh, head. I did. It was, it was a very fun demo. Um, <laughs> is that is that a thing? Is Or what are we hearing? Occasionally, people will talk about, you know, I'd like to take people's temperatures. Um, it, but no, it's really gone away. Right now, they're just like, how are you feeling? Do you have any symptoms? Um, and because some of the larger companies that we deal with are under the rules where, you, you know, you're required to be vaccinated to join yeah. is that people are actually sending out to their employees, are you vaccinated? We need proof of this. So you either can upload or bring in a copy of your vaccine card. So I really, I think really more it's, it's getting to be kind of the honor system, if you will, like mm -hmm. you're answering the questions correctly, you're making sure that everything's good. And that's where a lot of your own, from your company's standpoint, you need to figure out from an HR standpoint, what, what do you want? Do you want the actual proof or not? So I would say, there are the outliers that still want to ask like 90 questions. Do you have a fever? Do you have a cough? Do you have, a, you know, things like that. And there's nothing wrong with that at all. But I see it becoming a more simplification of the process. Um, instead of using maybe 10 questions, they're using one agreement. Or for an employee, because they don't do agreements on employee buttons, is just saying, hey, do you have any of those symptoms? Do you feel bad? Yeah. But the, this has also allowed companies to evaluate their employees. And do I need a butt in the seat? in order to get the the work done. So I think this is one of those things that's helping with that as well. That's a touchy subject though, isn't it? It is. It's very touchy. How do you deal with it? <laughs> Excuse me. What would you, you know, people are going to have those conversations, especially mm -hmm. as we mentioned earlier, as, as much as it is becoming difficult to fill those types of roles. How do how would how do you handle that conversation? It depends on the company. I mean, <laughs> manufacturing, you have to be there. Yeah. <laughs> you have to yeah. make the thing. Um, if it's a technology company, a lot of people are like doing the hybrid. Like this this group, group A is in on Mondays and Tuesdays, group B is in on Wednesdays and Thursdays, and everybody works from home if you want to on Friday. Uh, for example, we're here in our office. We are yeah. literally the only two people. The only two. <laughs> Maybe the only two in the building, it seems like I've on seen, some days. Well, I saw the I saw the guy in front at the restaurant that made the coffee. Um, and that's pretty much it. Yeah. So it is a touchy subject. And I'm not gonna be giving advice to a company on how they should be remote or hybrid or anything like that. I just say, here's the tools to facilitate what your needs are. So the first question I usually ask people is, you know, what is your vision? What, how do you see using this system? And that that will really start the conversation as to where they want to go. Um, because we have people using it for this, yeah. for hybrid work, for in-person, for completely remote, meaning nobody ever goes to the office. And I had a company the other day, they're like, we don't know where the iPad is. <laughs> like we left it, but we're still doing check-ins. They're using contactless? Contactless check-in, okay. exactly. So I hadn't heard of the, I haven't heard of companies kind of splitting up when their employees are going in the office. Oh, They've yeah. got group A and group B. I, I hadn't, uh, honestly hadn't heard that yet. But that flows perfectly into pre-registration. 100%. If I know that I'm going to be in the office, then I can really, I'll, I'll use the word respectful, I'll, mm -hmm. uh, one of our core values right here on the back <laughs> of the wall, if you're watching this, uh, it, it, it is respectful to the people who may be visiting your office mm -hmm. to pre-register them so that they're not showing up at a date and time, obviously, when, when you're not going to be there. It's a little more schedule coordination, I think, yeah. <laughs> for a lot of companies to get used to what employee is going to be in, what employee is going to be out. But that's the great thing about our system is no matter what, you're going to be put in contact with a human being, right? Correct. So, and that's two different systems. So we can pre-register you or we can pre-check you in. So the, what's the difference? So a pre-registration, say I'm an, uh, a visitor that's coming in and 
you are the individual who knows you're going to invite <laughs> me in. I can be put into the visitor log and it'll say at the top of the visitor log, hey, pre-registration. This person is pre-registered. You can even put a date and a time expected of arrival. That's pretty much all it does. When the visitor comes in, they're going to have to put in on the iPad their name and all the other fun stuff that mm -hmm. it didn't collect during that initial check-in. But a lot of people with the advent of contactless have said, you know what, I don't really want to do that anymore. What I want to do is send these people a URL or a QR code and have them pre-check themselves in. So I, as a company, already know all the answers to the questions. Right. And if they answer a question incorrectly, I can just delete that visit and the QR code <laughs> doesn't work and they can't come in. They actually have to talk to a human being. But it gives a little more transparency as to the questions that are being asked up front. So Tom, in the in the last few minutes that we have here, we've been talking a lot about features and, and yeah. how to use a visitor management system in a post-COVID world or or in a return to the office world. But you know, I I, I was kind of making a joke of it earlier that you know it's it's funny that we're having this discussion because a visit the receptionist for iPad was around pre-pandemic, as yeah. I said earlier. Um, but I, I mentioned respectful mm -hmm. and. To kind of broaden this conversation out a little bit more globally, when you when you are talk you and your team are talking with companies, mm -hmm. does that come up like that that the system is there that no matter how you feel about COVID, no matter how you feel about walking into an office, it is going to make that more simple. Yes. Uh, it's going to make that more. It's going to put you more at ease that this company cares about this kind of stuff. Correct. Am I characterizing this correctly? You are. There's another point, too, to this yeah. is, is not only does it show that the company cares, it shows that they're taking protocols and they're taking it serious. You know, we've all experienced companies that don't walk the walk. Right. <laughs> Let's just yeah. say it how it is. <laughs> but there's another thing is that people leaving the office and coming back, it's an opportunity for a company to create the, a, a workflow experience that's seamless across all their locations. Because if you go into a company and it's one way at one office and another way at another office, mm -hmm. it's completely confusing. And it's it doesn't really show that brand what they need to show to the to the world. Because really, when you walk into an office or a human walks into an office, you're evaluating the company. You're evaluating, it's, let's say, you mentioned it earlier, it's hard <laughs> to fill positions. What are you saying to those potential candidates when at one location for one interview, they go in and you do this really neat workflow through an iPad and it's like, oh, seamless. And the next one, they're like, is anybody here? What? Oh, here's a foam. I got to fill out a paper logbook. Oh, I can see. Ring a little bell. <laughs> I can see Michael Ashford was here. Oh, no, I can't get the job. He's already been here. That's the problem is you got to think of the security aspect of this as well. And visitor data, like putting a paper log or putting a log like that up does nothing for the company as far as saying, hey, not only do we care about your data, but I'm going to make you write down all of this stuff on a piece of paper yeah. so everybody can see it. So this conceals that data to just those parties that need it. And and that if we're if we're talking about you know a 2019 world, mm -hmm. that's how people were using a visitor management system like the receptionist for iPad. It was to keep people safe. It was to keep it, to maintain that confidentiality. It was to uh, streamline processes, make things more efficient at the front desk, free up that staff at the front desk for other administrative work besides just checking in and finding, you know, okay, where's your meeting at and what room are they in? <laughs> but I would, I would characterize it as this now. There's been an added level of there are so many people who have so many strong feelings about going back into the office, going back into the workplace. My feeling is 
it is the most respectful thing to do mm -hmm. to implement systems, procedures, tools like the receptionist for iPad and a visitor management system that accounts for the lowest common denominator in, in, in that there are people who are going to be very, very terrified to walk into an office. Oh, yes. And there are going to be people who are nonchalant about it and I don't care, but they still may care about their confidentiality. They still may care about uh, the ease of the mm -hmm. process. And you've got every, you've got this enormous gap in between all of that. Yes. Don't correct to the side of the people who like who were walking into the office in 2018, 2019 yes. and forget that we're still living through a pandemic. We are. <laughs> uh, you, you brought up something that's very, literally just happened this weekend. My yeah. wife and I went to Santa Fe and, you know, going into a restaurant, no big deal. There were some protocols put in place. Of course. We went to the farmer's market and turned around and walked out. But if there would have been a system <laughs> that I knew they were asked all of these questions uh, because it was just a crowd of people and I had literally no idea. But if I would have walked in and, and had some sort of protocol in place, it, you know, it, I don't know if it's practical, like we're not meant <laughs> for a farmer's market, but it just made me think of that is that there are yeah. people that are like, I'm not going um, and putting anything and, and again, being respectful, putting being anything respectful. Exactly. respects the people who are on one side versus the people that are on the other side. And it's respectful for everybody. It benefits everyone. Exactly. No matter where you stand on the issue of the pandemic, <laughs> it benefits everyone. Like the, the same things that were really great about a visitor management system back in 2018 yeah. are still true. And, and a new there's, just, there's just nuance, yep. right? Yeah. I mean, how do you... How do you and your team have that kind of respectful conversation? I have no doubt that everyone is having a respectful conversation, oh, yeah. right? <laughs> but you know, how do you how do you navigate those waters? Do you need to navigate those waters? Occasionally you do. I yeah. mean, just be straight. Like sometimes you'll be on a call and there's a person on that call that thinks this is the craziest thing ever and that the <laughs> pandemic is not even a thing. And, you know, and then you'll be on that same call and there'll be 18 other people on that call. And they're all like, no, we need this now. And we need to, We need their blood type. So it can go on the one call from one <laughs> I hope nobody's asking for blood no, type. No, no, no. That's an example. But it goes Don't from do that. one extreme to the other. Uh, yeah. And I've had it on similar calls. So a lot of what we try to do is maintain a neutral stance as far as like, what what's your vision? And then we take the visions of all the people and conglomerate them down into, okay, what can we all live with? What are the things that are going to be the best and most respectful right. for not only the visitors, the employees, but also the staff? You know, look at, you know, are you dealing with FISMA? Are you dealing with ITAR? Are you dealing with CTPAT? There are specific parameters that you are required by the governing bodies to, to take care of. This is something that you're making on your own. And it's up to you, I guess, to you, not you. It's up to you <laughs> to really decide what do you want to do to put that impression out there to your employees? and show them that you really care and your visitors and show them that you care. And, and, you know, last question for you, Tom, is just, you know, respectful is one of my favorite core values of, of all the ones that we repeat on this show all the time, <laughs> fun, authentic, bold, respectful, innovative, and collaborative. Leave us with some final thoughts on mm -hmm. what respectful means to you, um, how you try to impart that to your team, no matter if you're a sales leader, a mm -hmm. marketing leader, you know, a, a IT security person, like whatever your role is, business owner, how can we incorporate being respectful more in our everyday lives? Not just when you're implementing a visitor man right. management system, I which can. by the way, implement the receptionist for iPad if you do that. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how do you how do you impart that to your team, man? Well, you set up a, a few of our core values, but being respectful means listening to other people's opinions as well. 
So if you're going to implement a change, what are the, whatever that change is, visitor management or a remote workforce, whatever it might be, get more opinions than just your own. I think being curious about how it's going to make others feel goes a long way into really making something that is not top down. It's really bottom up and it's adapted by everybody. If you don't have everybody's buy in and belief, then it really doesn't. You're not being respectful. Yeah. You got to take that little extra time to make sure. Um, and just as I used to move at about 150 <laughs> miles an hour. Now I've learned to move at about 104 because it does take that little bit of extra time, but it's 100% worth taking the time to find out what other people's thoughts and values and what, what do they see in this? Do they look at this and go, I wish you would have done this a long time ago because it makes me feel safe. That's all you're looking for from your team. Love it, man. This is fun. This is cool. This is good being in the studio. Thank you so much for listening, everyone, or watching if you're watching online. We appreciate you. And we'll see you on the next episode of The Fabric Podcast. Have a great day. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Fabric Podcast. If you want to see a video version of the show, jump over to thereceptionist.com slash fabric, where you can watch video episodes of all of the content that we've put out on this podcast. You can see our bright, smiling faces. And we're actually in the studio, as we mentioned, so you can see what our studio looks like as well. If you would like to give the Receptionist for iPad Visitor Management System a try in your office, jump over to thereceptionist.com slash free trial and sign up for a free trial. No credit card required. And give us a try. See what you think. Until next time, take care.